Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee Inside the Firm. Today, I have a very special guest. Donnie Bovine is a globally recognized entrepreneur and CEO of Success Champions and Success Champion Networking. He is a pioneer in sales and business development, renowned for his relatable human, he, relatable and human approach. Donnie's passion lies in building communities and helping small business owners grow and scale through his brands, including Badass Business Summit and Champions Table Masterminds with a thriving farm and a successful podcast called Growth Mode and a reputation as a five-time best-selling author and sought-after speaker. Donnie continues to inspire and empower others in the business world. Donnie, welcome to the show. Hey, brother. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, the quick banter we've already had, <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. I am so... One of the reasons I had you on because I got to hear about this farm. But first, before <laughs> we get into that, because I I'm uh, I grew up between a sugar beet farm and a cattle ranch. I run a community garden. Yep. I, I try to grow and catch and shoot as much food as I can every year. <laughs> I'm one of those good old boys. So, But before we get into what you do now and the farm and everything, tell us what I got here. I'm always interested in an origin story. Like, What drove you to entrepreneurship? Are you the first? How does it work? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm first generation entrepreneur. Um, and I love that phrase, by the way. Um, so I you know, spent 20 years straight commission sales, turned 40. And when I turned 40, all these guys like Gary Vee, Tim Ferriss, and all these people were like, ooh, be an entrepreneur, be an entrepreneur, right? It was like the the new multi-level marketing. You know, you can do this and become a millionaire overnight. Well, I'd had a very successful career and I'd realized I spent that entire career making everybody else wealthy. So I figured, all right, it's my turn. So I jumped out six months into building my business with my wife asleep upstairs. I walk out the backside of my farm and her Jeep is missing. I call the police and say, hey, I think somebody stole my wife's Jeep. And they're just like, no, sir, it's been repossessed. And then I had to come back into the house and tell my wife the rest of the story, kind of Paul Harvey style, which was the mortgage was three months behind. Mm -hmm. And we had just gotten our first notice that they may start the foreclosure process. So I had no idea how to be a business owner. Now, I spent my entire career following somebody else's advice, somebody else's direction, somebody else's orders. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So I'd already cashed in my 401k. So my wife cashed in hers. We took one last bet and she told me to get off my ass and go sell something. So I was able to turn the business around to where we are now. But yeah, no, I grew up in a blue collar family. Uh, dad was a truck driver. He retired as a technician for Xerox. Mom worked in a Lee Blue Jean factory and retired as a receptionist for an eye doctor. So we were just the world. You go get a job. You work for other people. So I did jumped out, did it on my own and learned everything the freaking hard way. Yeah. Which is honestly, in my opinion, I don't know if that's the wrong way. It's, I'm always of the opinion, though. People ask me all the time when I go on their show, they ask me, like, what, what would you say if somebody's thinking about starting a business? And I go, or when is the best time? Like, like well, when is the best time to start a business? And I'm like, a recession or a Great Depression? They're like, what? <laughs> I agree. I, yeah, because you're you're going to be hungrier than ever. You're going to be forced to be as creative as possible. You are like, you're hungry every single day. You have to get out there and get up and grind and do it. You're it, It's going to give you the most opportunity. And then every day after the low day is up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I would also add to that, that, you know, building a business, nobody tells people this, but building a business is the best way to meet the dude in the mirror. 
because you're going to figure out the hell you're made of really mm-hmm. damn quick. Mm-hmm. You know, I could tell, you know, even as a straight commission sales guy, I thought I was in control of my life and I did everything. But when you're out on your own, there's no excuses left. Like if, if your sales suck, go sell more. If your marketing sucks, go market more. I mean, it's on you to go figure this out. So you can't blame it on anything else. And that complete ownership you know, that's where I think a lot of people actually miss out on success and building their business because those of us who have found any sort of level of success, we were just too dumb to throw in the towel when it logically made sense to go back and get a job or something. We're like, no, nah, we're going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what makes us crazier than the rest. Yeah, it makes us unique for sure. Entrepreneurs are very special people, I think. To pat, I'm going to pat ourselves on the back a little bit. Tell me, tell me about your morning routine. I know there was something about I read in your bio about a 4 a.m. walk. Yeah. And I've got to imagine it ties in with the farm. It does. I, I'd it love does. to hear about this. So um, I honestly, at some point end of last year, needed to lose a few pounds. So I decided, you know what? Already an early riser. I was getting up around five o'clock and I'm like, what's one more hour? No big deal. So, and I don't care what time people wake up. I'm not the miracle morning type guy or whatever, anything like that. But so I started getting up at four o'clock. I'd take my two German shepherds out the front pasture. I'd let them go run because they could go tear off some energy. And I'd walk gate to gate, about 200 steps between the gates. Um, so I keep an eye on them and walk. And I got diagnosed with ADHD last year at 45 years old, which doesn't give me excuse mm-hmm. for the kid I grew up as, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a sure explanation of a lot. And, but I've always, you know, my entire life to learn anything, I've had to distract myself. So I always doodled in high school, doodled in my corporate life. Well, on these walks, I had nothing to distract myself but the dark. So I turned on podcasts and I started listening to podcasts. And I was listening to business growth, business development podcasts. And a couple of funny things happened. One, because I was distracted enough by listening to the podcast, I was thinking a lot about the business mm. um, and I was getting really focused in on the business and inevitably whatever show I was listening to, whatever I was thinking about the show would give me some damn aha or takeaway. Um, and I, so I started opening my phone and I, in Asana, I created a little spot called walking thoughts and every one of these ahas and whatnot I wrote down in these walking thoughts and then that became my social media posts and what I was writing about every day, kind of things I was learning. Well, in about 30 days, I lost almost 30 pounds leading right up to my badass business summit. And I'm like, dude, I'm onto something here. So we launched the champions 90 program at that point, And it's a business development program free, not trying to sell anything mm-hmm. champions, 90.com. People can go check that out. But um, the whole goal is, is to do the business development activities in your business you just happen to be doing a physical exercise while you're doing it. It's been an absolutely astronomical game changer. Um, and for me, it just sets my day up right. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, uh, I, I am one of those morning people The, the where, where you describe you're like, I think morning magic. Is that what you call it? Miracle mornings. Is, miracle uh, morning. I do yeah. that. I, I call it gold, the golden hours. That's, yeah, it's all. There it's was all just good. a big book called Miracle Morning. So yeah, that's all uh, good. I just I people hear that I get up at four o'clock in the morning, I'm like oh my god, I gotta do that. I gotta get up at four o'clock in the morning. I gotta do this. I gotta. Do that. You know what? Get a routine. That's yeah, all I care. You. Yeah. Right. Get a routine and be disciplined about it. That's that's, that's it. That's thing. it. Yeah. That's it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent for sure. Uh, I, I'm not sure I've uh. So you you also have a podcast, and I, I understand. Do. So how did that tie in with your business? I mean, it sounds like it might have <laughs> even saved it at one point. It did. It did. So um, when I almost lost everything, a buddy of mine threw me a bone, and he gave me an opportunity to speak in front of an audience of about 400. 
Um, and I was under a non-compete at this point. So I could not talk about the only thing I knew, which was sales and sales training. Um, so I can only share my story and how I've gotten it there. And I've had some really cool, successful sales careers uh, prior to, to that. And after I came off stage, a guy came running up to me and goes, man, I love your energy. I love your story. Would you come tell your story on my podcast? And I said, what the hell is a podcast? So this was <laughs> April, April of 2018. And I had, just had no idea. Wow. And freaking uh he explained that it was like a morning talk show you come in you go back and forth so i was living in fort worth drove to dallas to go to his studio had a blast you know i felt like i was a celebrity at that point because now i'm in this big studio and everything um but the show aired the next day and when it aired people were reaching out to me and asking me to do business with it i went wait Whoa. You can do this podcast thing and get business. And I've been since told, and I've found since that that was a rarity, right? That's not a, yeah. a big, right? You go guest and you're going to get business. Especially with one guest and then it happened. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, For sure. I think you're probably going to be episode like 505 or something of our show. Yep. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. But that's really <laughs> cool. I mean, to have that Instant gratification yep. propelled um, you in a certain way. Absolutely. So I ended up launching my first show uh, in May of 2018. And the damn thing took off and I was getting the pleasure of interviewing some of the biggest names in the world. Well, I didn't know what the heck I was doing, which kind of like the way I was running my business. And I'm like, man, I can't have, yeah. you know, Mike Michalowicz and, you know, some of these Shailene Johnson and whatnot, you know, coming on the show and have this kind of crap show of a process. So podcasting actually taught me how to outsource, how to hire people, how to put up systems, operations, you know, how to put the processes in place. So everything was streamlined and I went through some really ups and downs in that. But from that, we launched a podcast consulting business that was focused on uh, corporations doing internal podcasts, not external. So they were doing podcasts for their employees and stuff. So we built a multi six figure business doing this internal podcast thing. Um, so I tell everybody podcasting saved my business because it taught me all the stuff that I had no clue how to do in a business. I should say it better. It forced me to learn all that stuff. Um, so it was, it was a fantastic upgrade. We don't produce that podcast anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, people always ask, it's called success champions. You can go find it. Um, but we shut that one down because it wasn't feeding the businesses. And then we launched a uh, growth mode in March of 20th, right, right around there. I got to imagine as somebody who's been in sales, like you, like you do, you know, you're, you're, you're very good at speaking from what I can tell so far. I mean, you're very easy to speak to and people who do sales, they have to be good at speaking. Agreed. So th that must've played into uh, the ease of which when you went in, when you went and did that first podcast, it just, it felt easy to you. It was, it was, couldn't have been hard, huh? Well, I mean, sales. Hard is a, is an interesting word, right? Sales, I just learned to be quick on my feet. Okay. You know, and I've taught myself the ability to answer, but also not answer to give myself time to think, mm -hmm. you know, most times. So that's helped me a lot when I get interviewed. So um, I do almost a double talk sometimes when I speak because I'll start down the path of answering the question while I'm thinking about, okay, which, how do I really want to go? And then I can back up and go. Um, but yeah, I would say sales helped me tremendously, not only from the ability to be interviewed and answer questions well, but to be able to pry into guests to get the information I you know needed out of them. So like on Growth Mode, our show now, the whole premise of it is come on the show and teach me. So teach me like I'm a new business owner, the things I need to know to be able to scale my business. And it's been fascinating to watch these experts come in in different fields and grill the hell out of me 
um, about my business and allow me to ask questions. I'm getting a ton of free coaching. It's the best freaking podcast idea. I don't care if anybody listens to the damn thing. I'm getting free coaching on a regular basis, but we get a ton of people who do tune into it. So yeah. it's helped out really well from that perspective. Very cool. Yeah. I'd love to dive into sales with you a little bit. I mean, sure. maybe we could start with just like the big picture of sales and, uh, you know, talk about what, what is the, what, what do you think the fun, the biggest fundamental thing that people do wrong when they go to sell anything, product, service, you know, where does the failure usually happen? Yeah. The biggest thing that people are doing in this day and age is they're listening to transactional salespeople that are teaching transactional sales. In this world, we're not a transactional generation anymore. So there should be no hard closing. There should be no overcoming objections. There should be just real genuine conversations with people. Um, and this idea of always be closing and all that stuff is just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, the, no Jordan Belfort here, right? Right, no, right. Okay. Right, right. hundred <laughs> percent. You know, it's, 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 all the big people that came up from the sales generation, you know, sales training world or the motivational speaking world, they were all in transactional sales, insurance, financial advisory, you know, MLMs, those type of things. And, you know, if you try and do that type of sale in this day and age, you're just going to get your teeth kicked in. You know, this is a relationship world. This is a social world. This is a world where people want to interact, engage, and have real conversations with real people. Why do you think that is that would get kicked in? Do you is it because I mean, my initial guess is like has that salesperson been cartoonified? You know what I yes. mean? Where they just, well, it just mean, looks been, obnoxious at this point. Yes, and I would add in there that it's not only is it obnoxious, it's people don't want to be sold. Yeah. Right. People love to buy. Mm -hmm. They just don't want to be sold to. So the minute you go, you know, hey, you better buy today for the price is going to go up tomorrow oh. or, you know, anything that is just grease bally. Yeah. You know, and I'm just a firm believer that, you know, you're doing the right things. If in a sales conversation, you get to the end, you make an offer and there's no, well, you know, I need to think about this. Let me talk to my wife or anything like that. Because the only reason objections and things come up is because you screwed up somewhere else in the right. sales call, right? You said them to make something uncomfortable because every sales conversation should end with a definitive, hey, all right, let's get started. Or you know what? This is not a fit for me. Mm -hmm. And if you beat somebody up over the head when they say it's not a fit for them, like you try and dive back in there, you're going to become a grease ball. Even if you win that deal, it's going to be such a transactional thing. And that probably is going to end up being one of your worst clients you've ever had because somewhere in the back of their head, they knew they shouldn't have moved forward and you forced them to make that sale. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I agree. Yeah. I think it's uh, exactly, you just get people, people know when they're being sold to. Right. I mean, that's, and then that is, they're just turned off by it. I mean, I, I detest the idea of honestly going back to a car dealership ever again. Oh, that's why, that's why I'm excited to just buy my uh, Cybertruck like straight, right. from, <laughs> straight from Elon and be done with it. Yep. Um, tell us about, let's talk about referrals. How can an endless stream of referrals come into your business? Like how, how can you get that going for you? Uh, thank you for that question. So here's what people need to understand is referrals come from your clients, not your network. Mm. Right. So, so most people 
think they need to build their business on the basis of referrals. But when they think about that, they're like, ooh, I've got to go to after hours and I've got to go to breakfasts and I got to go to meetings to meet people. And these people I meet will give me referrals. Yeah, the only people that do that are broke, desperate and need referrals. So everybody else has the understanding that if I treat my clients and overserve them and get them so much value, they are going to love you and want to open doors for you. You just got to teach them how to open doors for you and make referrals. You look at your network and you go for them for introductions. That's what your network's for. So, so people at all times, just to put this in a package, need to think about, okay, what industry sends you the most referrals? Hmm. So let's say you're an HR consultant or, you know, you can even go an engineer. There are people that are already working with your client base. And if there's people that are already working with your client base, if I can introduce you to a hundred of those people who are going after the same client as you, but are not competition, do you know how much synergy happens there and how many opportunities mm -hmm. for both y'all to open doors for each other? That's how networking works. Focus on the referrals with your clients, set up time with your clients, go have those client conversations to get the endless referral. Just put a system and process in place that every 30 days, once a quarter, you're sitting down with your best clients and talking through referrals, tell them exactly who you need to meet. And if you really want to do it amazingly, sit with your clients and get them two or three introductions or referrals, and they're going to want to do it faster for you. Other little things you should do is every time you get a freaking thank you, like somebody says, dude, I just love the work you do for me. You should immediately go, man, it's been my honor. I love working with you. You know, actually, I would love to work with a whole lot more people that are just like you. Yeah. Right. Who do you know in your world that has a similar size business, similar issues as you had that I should be talking to? You should go for a referral every time you get a thank you. And I'd also tell you, every time you're out sales prospecting and you're on sales calls, you should go for a referral every time you get a no, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a way to change the dynamic of the conversation. Somebody says no to you, go, cool, thanks. So obviously it's not a good fit for you, which I totally respect, but who do you know that this may be a fit for? Maybe they're dealing with some of these issues we talk through and the likes, and you'll be amazed. It's not guaranteed you're going to get a referral, but you got nothing anyways with a no, you might as well go for one more move. Yeah, I like that. I, I've never thought about that last part. I think I'm going to adopt that one. I, I had done the other stuff for sure, but that one, I feel like you already got nothing to lose. You already lost. Like you could totally well, hit a home run. And there's, it's possible. A funny story is the largest deal I ever closed in my life, and this is how I learned this, um, was 4,000 salespeople in a lumber company. And I was doing sales training at the time. And we'd already got the verbal agreement to move forward. And my team was on one side of the table. Their team was on the other side of the table. And the CEO looked at me and goes, hey, can we go talk in my office? And he had one of those executive offices where he had the front room. And then he had like his little private room back there, right? So we go back in his little private room. And he goes, Donnie, I got to tell you, we're not going to do this deal. I mean, this was massive freaking deal. My heart just dropped and I lost all composure. And I said, what the F? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I said, dude, I'm so sorry that that, that just slipped out. But I said, but this one caught me off guard. You know, I totally apologize. I said, what happened? And he goes, well, to be honest, the board is just scared spending that kind of money. I said, I get it. If I was in your shoes, I would be concerned as well. I said, who do you know? 
that is about your company size, dealing with the issues mm -hmm. that this program, this service may be a fit for. He looked at me dead in the eyes and he goes, you're hired. And I said, excuse me? He goes, we're hiring your firm. And I said, what do you mean you're hiring my firm? You just told me we weren't doing, doing business. He goes, I guarantee you of my 4,000 salespeople, not a single one of them would have had the courage to do what you just did. I told you no over, and he goes, Donnie, probably the largest deal you would ever close in your life. And instead of trying to beat me up and overcome objections and, and wrestle me around, you asked me for a damn referral. If my 4,000 people would do that, you know how much revenue that would add to my bottom line? Right. Even if it was a small percentage, right? Yep. Yep. He's like, so we're moving forward. So we signed the contract 10 minutes after that. To, that to yeah, that this is exactly that genius. I love, I absolutely love this point. And I'm so glad I asked you that question to get to this point. <laughs> like this is just a hundred percent worth it. I hope the audience agrees with their listening. Let's go back to the farm and then your business as well. Sure. How do you balance doing all of that? Um, well, most days I get to sit right here, run three companies, all virtual, sit in my pajama bottoms, um, on the farm. So I'm on my farm right now in my studio. Um, but one, the early mornings do amazing things. It takes yeah. me 45 minutes to an hour and a half to wake the farm up every morning, mm -hmm. you know, call them goats and chickens and everything. Um, and then every Thursday, and then I shut down the business most times four or five o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I built my businesses around the life I wanted to live, not the life I left. Early on in the business, I I almost recreated the life I was trying to leave because I really thought I wanted this big corporation and tons of employees and you know and all this stuff. Yeah. But I realized I left that world. I don't want to go back to the stress of that world. So um, from that point on, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna build these companies around my lifestyle and what I live. Now it doesn't mean I don't bust my ass to get work done. So, but you know, four or five o'clock, I'll shut down, you know, the companies every Thursday at noon, I take a farm day. Um, and you know, my wife three weeks ago was able to quit her job. Finally, after five and a half years of building companies, she quit her job and she came home and worked the farm. Um, and so every Thursday at noon, we take off, we go work the farm and, uh, you know, we're recording this on a Thursday, but, uh, that's the only reason I'm still here, but otherwise I'd be out. We'd be wrestling goats and, you know, fixing fences and everything. And then on weekends, you know, I don't work hardly past nine o'clock in the morning and we go work to farm, but I want everybody to understand one thing. I'm not the hustle and grind, grind guy. Mm -hmm. but I can promise you every morning I've got to let my goats out because my goats can't let themselves out and get into the pastures. I've got to feed my goats because my goats can't feed themselves. Sure. They can go eat grass and weeds and whatever else, but they can't do it themselves. Every night, I've got to go put those goats up, right? I got to, they can't leave them out there. They can't feed themselves. They can't close the doors of the barn. I've got to do it. I don't get a break from that. Every day, I have to do that. So I'm not the hustling grind guy, but I'm 100% do the business or do the work until the work is done, right? So every day, I have to ask myself before I shut down, is everything I needed to accomplish today actually done you're right. the go you're the go the distance guy that's, yes, what, that's what you are yeah 100 yeah I and there's that. sometimes <clears throat> you know not gonna lie that there are some late nights or i'll go spend some hours with my wife and say babe i gotta go back and do some work mm -hmm. and she gets it because it's you just gotta do the work until the work's done 100 100 yeah that finish line uh, you gotta get there 
Um, how do you think then? So on this on this kind of note of sort of you know freedom in, in the sense of you, you've structured your business around the lifestyle that you want. Um, how do how do how do you recommend other people actually get their business to a place of freedom? Um, the number one thing that I think people don't get good at is business development. I, I, I truly think nobody has a sales problem. And what I mean by that is you take any person and you get them sat across from somebody who's looking for their services, is a good person, they have a great conversation, they're going to win that deal and service the hell out of that client. Everybody's good in that conversation. What everybody sucks at is getting to that conversation. Hmm. So sales for me is that final yes, no conversation. Everything else is business development. And what people suck at is the business development side of things. So I would tell everybody that the time of days that you want to work needs to be the time of day that you can be prospect facing. So whenever your prospects are available, you need to make yourself available. It's unfortunate for people who prospects are all around the world and be 24 hours a day. Hmm. So you have to set hours. But during those prospect hours, you need to be doing business development activities. So that means you need to be doing some sort of cold outreach, cold calling, cold emailing, cold DMing, which we're huge for cold DMing on LinkedIn. Um, it's the most amazing thing we've got going um, for the team. You need to be doing what we call hand raising activities, which is putting out original thought, which is getting on podcasts, putting out social content, commenting on social content, right? Um, and then you need to be doing some sort of networking, whether you're part of a regular group that meets on a regular basis or you're part of associations or you're going to events and happy hours. And you got to have at least one activity in all three of these categories going at all time. And what people will often do is they'll particularly pick either networking or social media. And they say, well, my business is all referrals. Well, anybody who says their business is all referrals doesn't really have a business because their business is in desperation mode, waiting for every people to do all the work for them. So you've got to be doing some sort of cold outreach, which for us is LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to be doing some sort of hand raising. For like me, it's getting on podcasts, getting on stages, putting out social content, commenting on social content, and you've got to be doing some networking and you got to do it from the discipline of how many meetings with people who can say yes to me am I getting into from these activities? Remember, referrals come from your clients, introductions come from your network. So if I'm out at a networking event, I need to be asking for people that are in er industries that are going after the same type of clients I am so I can go work towards getting those introductions to them and then to those companies. So get good at the business development, do the business development activities until they're done, whatever you set for the day, and when then they're done, go do the things that allow you to work in the business, all the customer stuff, all the operational stuff, but do the business development first. Agreed. A hundred percent. Running up on the half hour, Donnie, this has been fantastic. I appreciate your time so far. I've got two questions I ask everybody uh, before Great. they get off here. And the first one is knowing what you know now, if you could go back in time when you first started your business, well, three of them now that you're running, what is one piece of advice you give your former self? Um, Grace. <laughs> And patience. Uh, building a business is not an overnight thing. Um, know that you're going to have the ups and downs. You're going to have the good days. You're going to have the bad days. Every time you get stacked up against something, ask yourself, what lesson am I learning here? Because that lesson you learn is going to be applied later in the business. Love it. Uh, Donnie, if people want to get a hold of you, if they want to do business with you, if they want to listen to the podcast, where can they find and follow you? 
So guys, if you made it this far, hanging out with me and Lance on Inside the Firm, do me one favor and share this episode out with one person. I can tell you having my own show, the toughest thing in the world to do is to build an audience. Mm -hmm. So if you got any value out of this or any other episode he's have out there, share this out with one person. It'll mean the world to him. It's like literally giving him a virtual hug. If you need to follow me, find Donnie Bovine on any of the social media. Um, I'm out there everywhere. Look up success champions. I'm out there everywhere. And if you're looking for podcast um, and you want to hear some cool coaching of me, uh, go to find growth mode, wherever you listen to podcast, you'll see my mug shut on the cover. Beautiful. Donnie, again, thanks so much for your time. Good luck with the goats. Good luck with the businesses. We really appreciate it, buddy. Uh, my honor, man.